Welcome back to Emotions and Potions. I love slash hate letter two with your hosts, Ashton and Alec. We are doing something a little bit different today. I'm so excited and so nervous. Yeah, it's it's definitely something out of our comfort zone as far as what our podcast has been up until this point. But we're both super excited because we're interviewing an author today. We are. It's our first like author interview ever. Yes. And who are we interviewing, Alex? We are interviewing the queen of a slow burn romance, Miss Mariana Zapata. Dun, 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 dun. Mariana is best known for books such as The Wall of Winnipeg and Me, which we'll be talking a lot about that one in the interview, from Lukov with Love, Colty, and All Roads Lead Here, along with many others. Yes, she will be coming on the pod. We'll be asking her uh, some questions about her writing, about current books that are out, and then getting her take on some fun things, per usual, like all of our episodes here on Emotions Yeah, we have to, you know, include some E&P segments for her. Yep. And so I guess without further ado, let's get into this Ooh. interview. Let's get it. Hi. Hey, how are y'all? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thank you. Thanks for meeting with us. We're really excited. Oh, thank y'all for having me. <laughs> well, I'm Ashton. And I'm Alex. Ashton and Alex? Yep. Yes. Okay. One of the awesome. A names. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that A, that A. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we're ready to just jump right in if you are. Let's do it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So how did you get into writing and know that you want it to become a writer? It's just kind of something I've been doing, like even, you know, before I can even remember, my mom has like these stories that I used to write when I was a little kid. Like I, I faintly remember writing RoboCop fan fiction, but she has, you know, stories even before then that I wrote about like princesses and princes and things like that. So it's just always just been something I've done and something that I've enjoyed doing. And then later on um, when I was like, well, I was writing instinct fan fiction and, you know, just kind of spiraled into even more than that the years afterward. Yes. <laughs> so it's always just been a part of me. It's something I love doing. And it was, you know, for fun for so long. And then finally it was kind of like, well, what if I try and do this for a job? So does any of know, that fan fiction make it onto like AO3? <laughs> Oh, no, actually, I, all my stuff was, it, it might have been ripped off, but it was on like fanfiction.net, you know what I mean? It's, it's still up on there. If someone really wants to find it, you can find it. It's not that good, but it was practiced. <laughs> um, so it sounds like you have been writing for a very long time. So what is your current writing sequence like when you get an idea? How do you kind of progress through that? Well, my style is, um, I like to call it a hot mess because it's just kind of like, you know, I piece it together. It's just kind of like, you know, you know, a little piece here, a little piece there. And then, um, so it starts off with just maybe just a random idea, you know, I want to write, uh, in the case of Winnipeg, for example, it was kind of like, you know, I saw, um, the paradox about JJ Watt. And I was kind of like, he's wonderful, but what if he had like a grumpy evil twin? And I wrote a story about that with the same kind of dedication. So it's always just like a very small idea. Or I had another book where, you know, um, under lock, I was watching Sons of Anarchy. Have you seen that one before? Yes. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I didn't, I, there was a lot I liked about it and there was a lot I didn't. So I was like, what if I wrote a romantic version of it? So it's just always one small idea and it just grows with time, you know, figuring out characters and um, just a ton of rewriting, to be honest with you. So that's why I always say it's a mess because I have no idea what I'm doing. I just kind of figure it out as I go along, which isn't useful toward anyone that's, you know, new to writing, but you just, you figure it out as you go along. <laughs> so do you have any like plot kind of like points that you kind of know you want to hit or is it kind of just like as you're writing you're just coming up with those ideas no it's actually exactly what you said um before I start working on a book um I just have notes in my phone that I add on to where I'll have like very vague ideas for different scenes that I want to write or even sometimes it's literally just um you know like a line in a book or you know just uh, a small amount of dialogue and so I'll build you know a you know, a chapter around it, or I'll build a scene around it. So what I do is I have poster boards in my office with uh, post-it notes on them. Um, so, you know, when I first start off, I just, in my head, I always think of it as I'm just going to throw bones down, you know, just the very vague outline of sort of what I think might work. So, you know, it'll be like pull scene. And so, you know, pull scenes in chapter three, and then 10 rewrites later, it's chapter 30, or it might not even be in the book anymore. Um, so it's just, it's, for me, it's just a slow progress of figuring out, um, you know, what's working for me and what's not working, or even just sometimes the characters just completely change, um, from where they, you know, started to where they end. So, yeah, like I said, Hot it's just mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that description though. <laughs> it's, it's always for me, it's like writing to me is such a feeling. Like I, it's always just like, well, how do you know when a book's done? I'm like, I don't know. I just uh, like a feeling I get that I just, I know in my heart, like I can't explain it. Um, but it's just, I, I just know, I just go with my gut, I guess is, is what I'm trying to say. It's, it's, it's very much a gut thing on what's working, what's not working and you know, uh, how I want things to go along. So. Yeah. And sometimes your gut's your best advocate. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, absolutely. So has your writing process changed at all throughout the years or is this always kind of how you've written? For the most part, it's the same exact. I mean, for, for the, the majority of it, um, maybe it's just kind of like, I feel like um, the kind of stories I want to tell has changed a little bit to where, um, where was I going with this? Hold on. <laughs> It's just, I mean, it has changed and it hasn't at the same time. <laughs> I just start going and then it's just like <laughs> completely leaves me. I'm sorry. Um, I would say 90% of it is the exact same to where I just figure it out as I go along. And that's why I don't like telling people what my next book is about for the most part, because I'll say, you know, it's going to be a book about, um, you know, an office romance. And then, you know, once I start writing it, it ends up being a football book, which has happened before. That's, you know, <laughs> honestly, I was trying to write an office romance for Winnipeg. I kind of wanted to write like a boss and assistant. And then I watched Hard Knocks and I was like, no, never mind. What if we put the football spin on it? So, you know, it's just, yeah, I just go with the flow. <laughs> Love it. Love it. What types of books and authors are you currently reading? Right now? I feel like this year has been a difficult one for me. So I've mostly just been rereading, to be honest with you. Um, I've just been reading some old favorites like Nalini Singh. Um, you know, I love her uh, side changeling books. Um, and I've been reading a lot of, um, 
Julie Garwood, you know, she just passed away a few months ago, or maybe it was just a month ago. But before that, I was already reading her. And since she passed, I've been like, I'm never going to read any of her books ever again. And it just kills me because she's my absolute favorite author. Um, so it's just more of a comfort. The rereading for me is, is a comfort thing. So I've just, I've been doing that a lot. So historical romance and, you know, Nalini's style of books. Yeah, nothing wrong with a reread. We love rereading books too. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we get it. Because sometimes it's just like feeling. Yeah, it's just sometimes you you don't want to invest in trying to find a book that you might like, might not like, and it's like, well, I know I already like this book, so exactly. I mean, the there's so many good books it. out there. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many wonderful books, but sometimes it's like I don't know if y'all are mood readers, but I am. Yes. You know, like it's kind of, yeah. So it's just kind of like, you know, I want to read something that's going to make me feel nice and not something that later on I'm going to be like pissed off about and, you know, be thinking about like, I didn't see that come, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So totally. Yeah. 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 I'll have like three books going at one time. Cause it's like today I'm feeling kind of adventurous. And then it's like, no, I'm, I want to be in, in my feelings and like read something sad. <laughs> exactly. No, I totally get it. Same. <laughs> Um, so if you had to write a different genre other than romance, what do you think that would be? Ooh, I would probably maybe want to write like my dad's been asking me to do more of like a murder mystery book for a long time. I mean, yeah, for a very long time. So I think for him, that might be what I would try to tackle, you know, to make him happy. So I would I say like would more of like a murder <laughs> <laughs> That would definitely like be would, a big shift. Very big. Yeah. <laughs> that would be my like M Zapata books instead of Mariana Zapata books or something. But <laughs> yeah, right. One day, maybe one day. Love that. If you could collaborate on a book with another author, who would you pick? And what would you like want that book to be like? I mean, I love writing romance so much. Like freaking love it I don't care like the subgenre you know you can do science fantasy whatever you want so that's, that's a really hard one because I really love huh I would say um, I love Ruby Dixon I don't know if you read her stuff yep, she's she yeah I love her style of writing and she's so uh, versatile um her or you know I really like Kristen Ashley and I have sort of similar styles in a way to where I feel like I don't know if I could write a male point of view but I think I know she can so I'm like maybe we could do like a you know or that would be a good collab yeah yeah (laughs) or I really like Allie Hazelwood's energy I like her a lot so maybe I don't know we're putting it (laughs) out there yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then what would you want that book to be about would you do you have any ideas (laughs) No, no. Probably depends on who <laughs> the collaborator ends up being. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, ju- we'll just go with whatever they want. We'll, I'll figure it out as they go along. But just, you know, I would stick to something romance. We'll we'll go with something safe for me. And that that doesn't help at all, but something, something romance then. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Can't go wrong with the romance. So yeah, pick, pick a trope and we'll go from there. I love tropes. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite trope? Ooh, I love marriage of convenience. Like that is my, if I, if I could have every one of my books be a marriage of convenience, I would, but you know, I think, I think people would not love that or, you know, they'd be like, every book is the same. And, but, but that is, that is my jam right there. I love marriage of convenience. Well, with Wall Winnipeg, you did that really well. 
Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I know. And you know what? And I feel like that book, like so many people love that book that that's why I'm scared to write another one because I'm like, they're going to compare it to that one. So that would have to be like my science fantasy romance is like two, you know, an alien and a, a girl in a marriage of convenience. That would be different enough. Throwing something different and unique. So it's like, nope, you can't compare the two. <laughs> exactly. They're romance, but very different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So what is it like to revisit writing slash editing a work previously released independently that is now being released traditionally, like The Wall of Winnipeg and Me? It's, it's, it's crazy, to be honest with you, because it's kind of like, you know, I immediately um, forget everything as soon as I publish it. Um, so, you know, I went back and I reread it. And sometimes it's kind of like, I wrote this, like I surprised myself by, you know, reading rereading it when I was going through it again um but it's it's interesting to me um because I feel like with every book you grow as a writer so you go back and like you read choices that you made like you know even just um how you set up a paragraph and it's like oh I would do this better now you know what I mean so it's it's a little it's a little weird going back um but it's 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 definitely very interesting in in, in at least in my mind just seeing the difference between before and now um that as in the choices you would make or how you would word something so did yeah, you did you end up editing it pretty heavily and changing those types of things I didn't because I was honestly like um I'm kind of like if something's not broke don't fix it but there was certain a couple of parts that I was kind of like well this isn't something that I would write now so I was kind of like let's take you know maybe this line out or that that line out uh, but for the most part, I really try to leave it alone just because it's such a beloved book by so many of my readers that I'm like, I don't want to change this for y'all. I've heard this complaint from so many other people in the past when uh, an indie book is taken and traditionally published. They're like, it's not the same book, you know, in the new version versus the old one. The old one was so much better. And I already knew that people were going to try and compare them. So I was like, no, let me try and leave it alone as much as I can. Um, and I'll just, you know unless it was something I felt absolutely necessary to take out, which there was only maybe a couple of handful of things that we removed or changed. Um, but yeah, I was kind of like, let's just leave it alone as much as possible. People Give loved it this way. Content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing some bonus content. Yeah. yeah, I understand that. Cause you did have like a pretty big fan base with this book to begin with. And you don't want to completely rewrite a exactly. story that's already been out there. So yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have the mental capacity to like go back and try and like massively rewrite it. So it was just like, <laughs> right. <laughs> it probably becomes hard since it's so character focused too, and like people become attached to the characters you've written. Exactly. I mean, it's it's wild to me because sometimes you know I'll have a question when I was writing um, Zach's book, hands down, I could not remember so many things. So I was asking like old readers, like what was this again? You know, like they know the book better than I do at this point. Um, so it's just, it's a, it's a wonderful thing and I don't want to take that away from anyone. So nice. Okay. And now we're kind of going to jump into some specific questions about wall of Winnipeg and me. All right. Um, so how long did it take you to write the book? I want to say, um, just thinking about the release before that one to Winnipeg, um, it was probably about six to eight months to write it. Okay. It was back when I was writing books a lot faster. At least for me, that's faster. I know some people release, you know, five books a year and I admire them so much, but I know 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, very slow because of the rewriting. Um, so that one was fast for me, but it was still about six to eight months to, to, you know, from start to stop. And that's including all of the edits that was like from the time that your publisher was like, or whoever you go through is like, okay, we are pushing this through to print or does that yeah, also yeah. take more time? Uh, well, usually editing, uh, at least when I self-publish, I kind of have to think it's going to take three months because it takes about, you know, three weeks to get the first edit back. Um, and then you go through that one. And sometimes it's just really quick, like, you know, let me go through and add commas because I don't know how to use commas to save my life. <laughs> but uh, and sometimes like, uh, for example, with one of my books, All Roads Lead Here, um, that one from after the first edit, I completely changed my mind about 25% of the book. And I ended up rewriting the last 25% and just adding so much more to it. So in that case, like it was, I think it was four months between when I got that first edit back to when I, you know, sent it back in for just a totally new edit. Um, so yeah, it just, it really just depends, uh, at least on the self-publishing side. I mean, usually I would say at least three months, but sometimes if I have no idea what I'm doing, it's going to take a lot longer than that. Okay. So I think in Winnipeg's case, it was, it really was just from start to stop. It was about maybe about seven, eight months then, I guess, with editing included. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know, I'm not a writer. I haven't written anything. You want to though. I do, but I feel like that is a pretty good amount of time. Like I couldn't imagine doing it under that. I, could, I cannot, like, I will spend six months, like trying to figure out, you know, and change someone's name, you know? <laughs> So it's, just, it's, cra it's crazy to me. And at, at least for me, I feel like every book gets harder to write because it's just my own expectations uh, keep going up or just I put way too much pressure on myself. So for example, like my last release, that one took a year and a half. I'm not proud of myself, but I did write, I would say at least 500,000 words of two different totally different books that I ended up doing nothing with. So it's yeah. kind of like just starting over again after, you know, spending six months, I wasted, so, I felt like I wasted so much time, but I was really happy with, you know, the different choice going into doing something totally different than what I had originally intended. Cause I don't want to fart something out either. I don't want to like, yeah. you know, be like, I'm going to write this idea and just force it out. So it's just, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a mood reader, but I'm also a mood writer. So I just kind of try and listen to that. Yeah, go along. But I think you should write your book. I mean, <laughs> just try it, start it, figure it out as you go along. Don't put yourself on a timeline. <laughs> yeah, good advice. Good advice. <laughs> what was the inspiration with the um, family backstories for Vanessa and Aiden? You know, um, it, there wasn't too much inspiration from it. I feel like um, when I got to that book, every previous book before that, um, I focus a lot on family relationships and, you know, for the most part, they're all positive family relationships. So I was kind of like, well, I've already done this a couple of times before. Um, what if I, you know, try to write characters with just very different, uh, you know, backgrounds and relationships with their families, uh, but in a way that they could both, you know, relate to each other with. And that's something that, uh, unfortunately, I feel like kind of trauma bonds us all, even if it's just work yep. trauma, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so I, well, that's kind of where I went with it was just trying something different, um, you know, with not the happy, perfect family and just kind of more of a, you know, found family situation. Love that. Because they definitely, <laughs> definitely trauma bonded in that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we both really love the inspiration behind the book being J.J. Watt. 
and then the HBO documentary Hard Knocks. So in the spirit of football, do you have a favorite NFL team? This is the embarrassing moment when I tell you guys that I don't. I'm a basketball fan. I only watch football when I'm around my family, but my family is like diehard football. Um, so, you know, yeah. Who do, who do they root for? Yeah. Who, who is your they family are, root for? Well, we're from Houston. So they are like Houston Texans. My dad does like Dallas Cowboys a lot, which was why I did the three hundreds was in his honor. Um, even though the rest of the family makes fun of him for being a Cowboys fan. Um, but I think that's just kind of like being part of a Cowboys fan is either you love them or you hate them. But yeah, I guess you could say that about every team. Um, so I would say that I'm a Texans fan. If, okay. If we're gonna choose which also adds up as to why JJ Watt was your inspiration exactly. yeah. because he was a big player on the Houston team for yeah, many, exactly. many years. He was, so, <laughs> he was so loved in Houston. Like he had like commercials everywhere. So it's hard to not like think he's just like a great guy, you know, and then just to have that work ethic and stuff like that. And I don't want, you know, my siblings to like beat me up or anything like that. So, you know, <laughs> support Texas. <laughs> so who's your basketball team then? Since that's your go-to. The Dallas, the, the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Mavs fan. So Texas fan through and through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a magic girl, sadly. Are you? No, that's that's okay. That's great. <laughs> I mean, they got my heart, but my goodness, have we never won anything good? <laughs> Sometimes it hurts. I get it. <laughs> um, and then for the NFL world in your book, would you be a 300s fan personally? Yes. Yes. I, I would, I would like to think that, that I would be like, once again, just like waiting grade. So I would want to root for him, you know, being this magical, you know, player. So I, I would think so. <laughs> nice. Same. Yeah. Same. And then, um, for our answer to the uh, NFL team is we're both Buffalo bills fans. Are so, you? So we got a sorted history with the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are y'all from Buffalo or you just happen to be Bill's fans? So I'm from, I was born and raised in that area. Very and nice. My mom and all that side of the family is from that area too, but I am from Florida. Okay. Okay. Ma- the Orlando magic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, my mom was like, um, no, I'm done with cold weather, Florida. So then that's how I got to be there. <laughs> I lived in Florida for a very short time. And so I completely understand. Like we I live in Colorado now. So it was always like really nice. We'd be like, let's go to Florida for a few weeks in the winter, you know, to get away from the freaking, you know, six feet of snow we get sometimes or having to just shovel snow. So I completely understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we're in the middle. We're in North Carolina now. <laughs> North Carolina. Where in North Carolina? Greenville. No way. Oh, that's awesome. Very, very nice. I have family in Charlotte um, and I have family in Greenville, but in Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. Yep. Yeah. The more well-known Greenville. Yeah. The more (laughs) well-known. The nicer one as well. (laughs) Is it? Is Greenville very small? Yeah. It's it's just a little town. Yeah. It's a college town. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. And like in the Eastern part of the state. Yeah. Green is that where ECU is? Yeah. Yep. yep. That's where my okay, that's where my cousin went to school. That's why I was kind of like, oh, okay, okay. And that's where it. I went yeah. to school. Very cool. Nice. <laughs> Very awesome. <laughs> what is your favorite moment 
in Wall of Winnipeg? My favorite moment would probably be, um, spoiler, uh, the very end during the marathon, um, when she sees him at the finish line. I just, I love that scene. That's, that's probably my favorite one. I also really like the basketball scene Uh, earlier in the book. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say the marathon one is my favorite. What about y'all? Do you, did you have one? Yes. When Aiden shows up at the book conference, the romance book conference. I like that one a lot. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And like everyone around is just like swooning. Yeah. <laughs> helping with her imagine? business. Yeah. Yeah. No. That was a that was a really nice moment of him like showing his love for her by doing something that kind of like makes him uncomfortable. So no, that's that's a really nice one. Do you as a writer prefer to write like dialogue or do you like to write more scenery stuff? Um I prefer more dialogue. I, I'm not, at least for me personally with the scenery, um, I have a hard time visualizing it. So it's always like, you know, some people have a very beautiful way of being able to describe like, you know, wherever they are, just any kind of area or even like their clothing and things like that. But maybe that's just like something that I don't put a lot of like focus on just in my own personal life. So I'm just like, I don't care what anybody's wearing. You know, I don't care what kind of wood their floors are. I don't know. That's, that's just... <laughs> me <laughs> I'd have to like google all of it you know so I really do prefer dialogue and I feel like for the majority in, in uh of my first drafts it's basically all dialogue and then I just go in and kind of like from that beef it up every version exactly yeah oh cool okay very cool I kind of like that that's probably how I would write too because I'm with you I, yeah, because you can build it up however you want to with just that, you know, you can change so much with just adding in, you know, you know, a mutter or, you know, a side look, you know, like all that just adds up to how you present the word. So I, I feel at least for me, that's that's how I prefer to do it. But hey, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so if this book was picked up for a screen adaptation, who would you want casted for Vanessa, Aiden and Zach? That would be a dream. How to think about this one. Um, when I first wrote Winnipeg, the actress that came to mind for me was Emma Jean Poots. I don't know if you know who that is. She did a movie called Need for Speed with the guy from Breaking Bad. Yes. And she just had like such a spunky personality in that one that I was like, oh, she would be perfect. Um, like her sense of humor really, you know, uh, really, I-, I connected with it with and with Vanessa's character. Um, for Aiden, he's a little bit older, but Alan Richson, do y'all know who that is? Mm-hmm. From Reacher. He just this like big, you know, real serious face. I was like, yeah, that guy. That yeah, guy. As soon as you said you know, Reacher, I was like, oh, yep, yep, yep. He's, he's a blonde, now. but you know, I, I, we could, we could hit changes here to blonde. Yeah. <laughs> That's what hair dye's for. Right. Exactly. You know, <laughs> it's um, Hollywood. They I, can do anything. <laughs> And um, Zach, I would say someone who comes to mind for me is Justin Hartley. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. I feel like he's got that that humor. I don't know that kind of charisma and humor that I kind of see with Zach. And he's you know tall and same kind of frame. I I, I like him. I, I could see him as a Zach. Do y'all have casting that you kind of think of? We did. We did. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> so for our Vanessa, we chose Laura Morano. She's a she's like a Disney Channel star. Okay, but she has like that very spunky 
personality. Like, okay. Okay. I see that. I see that. I'll Google her. I'll have to Google her later. All right. For Aiden, uh, we picked Pablo Schreiber. He was in the you Halo Halo movie. Yeah. With the dark hair, right? Like real. Yeah. Oh, he's that's also from one. Canada. Like Is he? I mean, that sounds perfect right there. Yeah. I see. I like that one. And then for Zach, we went Glenn Powell. Which I feel like the t- our two are very similar. Like they could play brothers. Yeah. So like that, that was be- spot on. Yeah. Oh, I love. I just watched him yesterday and set it up. Have you watched that one? Yeah. Yeah. It was an He's- office romance one, yes. right? With yeah. The yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, he would be perfect for Zach. I agree with you. But like you said, Justin and Glenn are like pretty much like brothers. So either one of them could play Zach. He's really good. I like him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What song would you give to like represent Vanessa and Aiden's romance? Because we love the soundtrack books that we listen to. My initial thought is, at least for the beginning half of the book, <laughs> is uh like, you know, BMX party up, you know. My <laughs> mind. <laughs> yes, <laughs> love that. <laughs> I can't think of anything for the last half, but for the first. <laughs> but, uh, not, not, I think of that one. That's a good one. That is a good one. And th- I think we picked uh eight letters by Why Don't We for their whole little romance story. Well, I'll look that one up. Okay, I'll have to look that one. Eight letters. Yeah. Okay. Because it's about like, like pushing each other away and like knowing that you love someone, but like having a real hard time saying all those letters together. Ooh, okay okay i'll look that one up that sounds good do you ever oh. soundtrack your books like do you ever make a playlist or anything like that or do like vision boards or anything like that i really don't honestly like i listen to i listen to mostly metal so that doesn't really translate very much to to romance you know <laughs> <laughs> or like you know like 90s and 2000s you know song so it, it doesn't really translate for me um and you know if I listen to anything it's usually just audiobooks uh you know so it's it's kind of weird my husband's a musician but I really don't like unless he's playing it then I don't really listen to a lot of music so that's a little disappointing I'm sorry I know I have a lot of people that ask me if I have like playlists for my books and I'm just like no you would no if I you know no. feel free to make one if you want to but <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to you tell me yeah you tell me and I'll listen to it you know <laughs> so we're wrapping up the interview um with just two more final questions so I know that you mentioned that you don't like talking about what you're currently working on because it changes it changes it change, exactly so if you feel comfortable is there anything that you're working on um, and what should we look out for in the future from you? Right now I'm trying to, I, uh, I'm trying to, I took, I had very bad writer's block for about four months, um, but I'm finally back writing. Uh, and right now I'm kind of just, uh, I usually focus on one book at a time, but right now my brain's been just real crazy. So, you know, instead of staring at my computer, I've been trying to work on two different stories of once, which once, which I've never done. I don't know how I feel about it, but I just want to get back into writing right now. So one is kind of like an office romance. We'll see where that one goes. And then the other one is just something totally different that, you know, I don't know how people will feel about it, but I'd rather, you know, just write something instead of just staring at my word document. So I just kind of take turns with whatever I'm feeling at the moment working on. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like that uh, writer's block has 
been unclogged and now you're just kind of, you have a lot of ideas kind of exactly. going on at once. And you're just, like, okay, let's see where they go. Where they are. <laughs> like I have one I really want to write, but you know, I kind of just want to get back into it. So I kind of want to practice with something else that I don't feel as much pressure to write because the idea that I do want to work on, you know, I just have such high expectations for it that I'm like, ah, that feels like a bit much pressure for me right now after so long. So let me just kind of tinker around here and there, and, you know, Keep get the notes get, you know. going for it a little bit exactly. when you're ready to. <laughs> exactly. 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 Like that. Like I have like, you know, a ton of pages of notes for it. So when I, you know, when I get to that one, I just want to be prepared, but I'm just having fun for now with, with the other two. Do you have a time frame of when you would want your next book to be released? Or are you kind of like, I'm just going with the flow when it happens, it happens. I'm just, I'm just doing that. Exactly. I feel like, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I, I do set deadlines for myself, you know, to turn it in with my editor, but uh, this year's just been so rough that I'm just kind of like, I'm just happy to be back here. I'm just happy to be writing again. You know, hopefully people don't forget about me between now and then. And, you know, I'll just try and keep my quality up and, you know, finish the book when, when I'm ready to finish it. You got a so, good backlog. Yeah. You'll People will be entertained for a while. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I'll release a book. And then like two days later, they're like, when's your next one? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm bad because the creative genius. <laughs> I'm that type of person where I'm like, I binge read a book and then I'm like, okay, like I I'm fiending for it. Like I need the next thing or whatever. And it's like, no, Ashton, like it becomes like hyper time. fixation. More, more, more. I get that. Like with series, especially I try not to get into them because I'm the same exact way. I'll finish that first book. And then, you know, you read at the end, the next book's coming out, you know, a year from now. And I'm like, a year, like, I can't wait a year, you know, it drives me nuts. So I Especially if it's a cliffhanger ending. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, no, let me just wait until the second one's done. And then I can read that, you know, so yeah, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Where can fans and listeners follow and keep up with you? Um, they can follow me on my website, marianazapata.com. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. It's just Instagram slash Mariana Zapata. Um, and every once in a while I get on Facebook, but that's usually where you can find me. <laughs> or, so so know, Instagram Amazon. is your um, choice of when you post in things about upcoming releases or whatever. Yeah, I do giveaways on there. Um, you know, if I have just any kind of little information or update, like on audiobooks or things like that, that's that's usually where 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 I go to 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 tell everyone. Um, that yeah, sweet. Well, that is all that we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us. We were. Oh, thank you so, so much excited. for having me. You're both so nice. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this I really enjoy talking about like your um, prog like how you sequence out, how you kind of go through books and then really diving into Winnipeg and me was a lot of fun. Very eye-opening. That was very fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm never going to look at like Glenn Powell, Powell again, the same time. That I'm gonna look up. <laughs> he will always be your Zach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm going to look up the song too, because now I'm very interested to see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come and talk a little bit about everything writing yeah loved it oh no thank you for having me I really appreciate it It was a lot of fun all right so that is our completed interview with Mariana Zapata what a lovely person 
I'm so glad we got the opportunity to speak with her today. Yeah, learned a lot about her writing process. We learned some personal things about what she likes to read in her spare time. And then obviously diving into the wall of Winnipeg and me getting some deeper looks into that and having fun with her and seeing who she would cast and music choices, all the fun stuff that we do here on the pod. And then also what's to come. So remember, follow her on all her socials. Yes. And follow us, Emotions and Potions. Yes. And hopefully we'll get more interviews in the future. But Mariana was a great first. A great one to kick it off with. I agree. So thank you, Mariana. You killed it. And we appreciate you. And so clearly it was a love letter. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Love letter from Emotions and Potions. For sure. But until next time. Bye.